Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teller County Podcast for April 1st, 2020. Today, we're going to be talking about the economic impacts of COVID-19 and how you can get yourself some help. We're joined today by Commissioner Mark Dettenreeder. Thanks for coming in, Mark. Thanks, Mr. Couch. Appreciate it. Um, You're a big part of this economic impact team under the Unified Command, right? Yeah, the uh, Teller County Economic Impact and Recovery Team. uh, We fall under the operations section of our COVID-19 Incident Command System. Uh, We have about 10 members on the team. It's a cross-section of our community. Uh, We have uh, representatives from Woodland Park Chamber, uh, City of Cripple Creek, City of Victor, City of Woodland Park. Uh, so uh, it's good. City government's covered, business as well. Uh, it's really a good coordinated effort. We're really trying to put together some resources to help guide uh, businesses and, uh, and individuals on how to, how to cope and deal with the impacts, uh, the negative impacts on COVID-19. Do you have any statistics about what you're seeing so far? I know that's going to change. I know we're probably on the cusp of this getting actually a little bit worse uh, over the next two or three, four weeks. Do you, what are you seeing right now, and what do you expect to see in the future? Well, if you look at unemployment numbers, uh, it, it can be a little scary. Uh, you know, you look back in February at the state level, and there were about 2,000 uh, unemployment filings a week. And then just in the past two weeks, there's been over 120,000 people Mm -hmm. in the state of Colorado applying for unemployment. And if you look at what some economists at the national level are saying, uh, you know, we could see 15 to 30% unemployment across the country. And that's, that's like 40 million people. That's incredible. Yeah. So your team is kind of designed to look to the future and help on the backside of this, because we will come out of this. Your, your team is kind of trying to help that be mitigated, the, the damage to the, the economy and, and the impacts just to reduce those, right? Yeah. And really, it's a matter of trying to, again, guide individuals, employees, workers that have lost their jobs and businesses right here in our community that have had had to shut their doors due to this stay-at-home order. So where do they go? Uh, What resources are available? And there are so many uh, at the the regional, state, and federal level. And we know that some restaurants are staying open because, you know, we have to order curbside, uh, the deputies and the officers that are working uh, to get their meals. But then there are some that are closed. And so they're, they're, they're struggling to say, you know, we need that business, but people are staying at home, which is great. Um, we want them to stay home. But, yeah, it, they're, they are hurting. So uh, we did have Richard Mann in here from the uh, city of Victor, and he was telling us a little bit more about that and how uh, the city of Victor is helping because they're, they're not making people pay their water bill, which is awesome. That's huge. Um, and I think that's something that people need to know. And it's interesting. So, you know, when we do a response, we always look at the pre-response. Um, how are we, what are we doing to build up to it? How are we going to, and then the second phase is that we're really looking at, we're in the middle of it. Hey, this is the response. This is what we're doing. And that gets the most publicity. But the bigger effect that really happens is that post-response. That's where Mark's group of that economic development comes in because I, that is one of the hardest things because that can go for years. We've seen it after fires. It used to be one of the least looked at uh, issues was the after the event is done, 
you know, when everybody goes home, what do we do as citizens? And what do we do as the, the people that are trying to make it through these issues? And that's why this one is so important because this piece, uh, that response for the Teller County and for all of our local governments um, goes on for years. And that's why it's so important for these guys to engage early. And Mark's doing a great job with that because that it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and not to be too doom and gloom, but back to those unemployment numbers. And if you, you compare it to the 2008 Great Recession, right? Uh, these current numbers uh, would dwarf uh, that and what happened at that time. Um, you know, I, I like to, if I could, just provide a few pieces of information where folks can go. And I'm gonna. I'd like to start with people that are out of work. Okay. So when we look at unemployment, uh, I think the best place to go go to the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, the CDLE website. Go there, and there are lots of uh, links uh, to help. Also, the Pikes Peak Workforce Center out of El Paso County, mm-hmm. but Pikes Peak Workforce Center does include Teller County in their services. So I would uh, recommend going to their website. That's ppwfc.org. And there's another organization down in Colorado Springs that's really helpful and that is the Small Business Development Center, the SBDC. Go to sbdc.org, and they help small businesses uh, with resources and can connect them especially to uh, some SBA loans and things of that nature. Uh, so these, these resources that you're talking about is where somebody that's directly impacted, we're talking to you, if you've lost your job, uh, if you can't pay your rent, if you can't pay your mortgage, if you're having financial difficulties. Mark's group has a lot of information that's already out there. They're doing a great uh, job messaging. Mark, what are some of the uh, other categories of information that you're providing to folks? Well, you can go to the tellercovid.com website, and there is a link there for employer resources. Uh, You can also find uh, a similar page on the Woodland Park Chamber website. Uh, We're currently working on a guide resource document, if you will, uh, that will be available online uh, for the worker. Uh, So uh, stay tuned for that. We know in Teller County there are so many nonprofit organizations, volunteer entities that help so much even when we're not in uh, emergency mode. But you can obviously, in times like these, turn to those, like the Aspen Mine Center out of Cripple Creek. They can help with food assistance, even some financial assistance on a case-by-case basis, community partnership, family resource center out of Divide, same type of resources there. We've got Storehouse Ministries. Uh, We have Teller Senior Coalition and the Little Chapel Food Pantry and Divide. If you need to uh, get some uh, food, they, they do uh, distribution uh, two times a month. And all those organizations are doing great, but they still need people to donate and contribute uh, to help to get those supplies out to people. So we actually have a really feel-good story because a lady that's making masks right now uh, for our community, she lost her home in High Chateau Fire, and she heard about what's going on, and she's like, Renee, I want to help, and I want to make masks. Here she is giving back, and, you know, she's already re- rebuilt her home. She's like, I'll make masks, and I'll bring them up. So I think that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the feel-good stories are, are endless at this point. We, right. we, we live in a special place, and we have special folks in our community. We really do. I mean, I just 
you know, we've got over 500 volunteers now that have signed up to work with us in case of a need. Um, and, and really, you look at the, just the interactions we've had with people. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to help. and Everyone wants to be a part of it. And in this county, every voice is heard, and they are helping. Right. And it's been just special to be able to watch that um, because it, it gives me the feeling like we're all in it together, all of us. Um, and it's just not, you know, us carrying that fight as local governments. It's our community standing up to, to take on that. And, and, you know, the one thing we keep hearing over and over again, well, I can't do very much, but I can do this. Well, you know what? That's huge. It's like we really appreciate. On that note, since we're kind of feel good, there are some opportunities out there right now. Uh, if you're looking for work, uh, you, Amazon's hiring, King Supers, Walmart, you – I. I actually recommend you go into this website. It's called ConnectingColorado.com, and this is the Colorado's job portal. And this is a good good place to, to look for some jobs uh, at this point. And you might even want to, when you, when you get in there and you're doing the search, I recommend putting in a neutral location uh, for, for work-from-home type jobs too. Uh, there's a uh, Pikes Peak Workforce Center has their annual spring job fair. It's going to be virtual, uh, first first of its wow, kind for the, that's pretty cool. the Workforce Center, and that's going to be on April 8th. So uh, go check out that Pikes Peak Workforce Center website again and, and look for that job fair. And uh, I think also the CDLE, Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, they, they, they're, they're hiring 300 more people for their call center to handle – all these unemployment filings that are coming in. That's great. Uh, wow. So it's kind of, in, in this environment, we have to just, you know, be nimble and, and be, you know, fluid and adjust and, and try to look in the, you know, what areas can I actually tap into uh, where, where there are opportunities? You know, whenever, whenever it's, it's dim, there's always a, there's a little light out there too. So we gotta, we gotta look for it. Sure. If you want to talk a little bit about uh, how the county leadership plays a, a vital role in uh, helping our county recover in the end. Within this county, we have good leaders. A, they're just good people that understand the economics. And I know I've had a lot of conversations with all three commissioners about the economic piece. And that's, that's a huge concern because that's really what the commissioners do. This is, this is where they shine is with the economic side and really understanding the budgets and the needs because they're, they're business guys. And they, the good thing about it is you've got good leadership that really is worried about the community and how we, how we deal with that. And then with the economic group that's been put together with Mark, you've got uh, the city of Whittle Park, city of Cripple Creek, city of Victor, all sending leaders to identify the best solutions, the needs of the community, how we're going to get by this and how we're going to fix it. And, and I think that's important because at a county level, that growth, that economic forecast comes from these leaders. You know, the other side of it, too, and I see is that businesses, small businesses, we're, we're looking a lot at the folks that have lost jobs. and But you also have businesses that are that are just trying to weather this storm to where they can open their doors again. Right. And they've had to lay people off because they, they don't have the finances coming in to be able to really push forward with the fact that they can open their doors. We have some businesses that may not open their doors again, and that's the sad part, and that reduces the job. Mark can talk a lot more about this than I can, but I'm happy that we have the right leaders in place that are really looking at this issue, and, and, and I can't say enough for Mark and his team of folks that are looking into this. Yeah, it certainly is a team effort, Sheriff. Uh, you mentioned small business, and I heard a quote the other day from – the executive director at the Pikes Peak Small Business Development Center, the SBDC, 
uh, Ake de Marcoulier, uh, she said, and it's amazing, in Colorado, small businesses make up more than 99% of our business economy. Wow. In wow. the state. I had no idea. A lot yeah. of entrepreneurs. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs out there. Um, so th- th- this, is, this is huge, um, uh, this, this impact. Um, I wanted to also share with you all that we, um, we got pulled into the El Paso County's version of this economic recovery impact team. So I'm, I'm really pleased to, to serve as the Teller County individual. We're going to be working with that group. And what's great about that, obviously, is, you know, Teller County, we're, you know, we're, we're butted up against the, the largest county by population in the state of Colorado, and that comes with a lot of resources. So Commissioner Stan Vanderwerf out of El Paso County, County gave me a call and said, hey, Mark, I'd like you to serve on this team. said, great. Hey, we, by the way, we've already got something going in Teller County uh, in, in, this, in this same uh, uh, category. Um, but I was on a call just yesterday for a couple really good opportunities that are coming out of the city of Colorado Springs, for example. There's a partnership with Exponential Impact and then the Pikes Peak Community Foundation, and they're putting together some relief loans for small businesses in the whole Pikes Peak region. And it's called the Survive and Thrive Colorado Springs Small Business Relief Fund. So they're looking at industries that are impacted, like food industry, retail, uh, businesses from anywhere two to 25 employees, and they can be eligible to receive up to $25,000 in low-interest loans. And the real good thing about it would be no payments in the first year. There's the Colorado COVID Relief Fund that's at the state level. I think a lot of us have heard about that. Uh, That's going to be a fund that's going to support work and prevention, impact, recovery. So that's like medical and cleaning supplies, food services, behavioral health services, and others. A lot of good opportunities uh, in the way of of relief out there. But one thing I've also, when you're talking to especially small business owners, they're like, you know, I I don't... I don't really want to get a loan right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I can barely, you know, pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to go into debt further? But so we're really trying to look to see what kind of grant funding opportunities are out there for these small businesses. It's such an important piece of this. Uh, there are a lot more loans available, uh, but the, the grants are going to be really key to keeping a lot of these businesses afloat. You know, Mark, I know the governor put out an order of, um, you know, the renters are to be protected, those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that the businesses still have to pay their mortgages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is affecting small businesses on the fact that, you know, there's folks may not be able to pay their rents, but those businesses still have to pay their mortgages. And, and that's a hard one with banks because, yeah. you know, and I know a lot of small businesses feel like, well, if I get this loan, I'm still having to pay my mortgage, but no banks are giving us a break. How do we deal with that? And and uh, that's a good question to give to folks that are in the know at the state on, on what do we do with that? Yeah, good good point, Sheriff. You know, the uh, Small Business Administration, the SBA, they've, they've got the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. Uh, that's something I, I really encourage small businesses to look at. Uh, those are the low-interest loans. Uh, there's also a uh, – they can also apply for a loan advance 
up to $10,000, which is really good. And the loan advance does not have to be repaid. So SBA, uh, definitely a good resource. Uh, there's also express bridge loans through the SBA. So if you're a business and you've had a prior relationship with the SBA and you have a loan, then you can get up to $25,000 on that on that bridge loan. Mark, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about the CARES Act. This is emergency relief uh, to the tune of over $2 trillion. It's These are staggering numbers. So what is this going to mean for individuals, small business, big business? For individuals, from what I'm reading, looks like if you're making less than $75,000 a year, uh, you're eligible for a check of $1,200. And then if you have a family, if you have children, it's $500 a child. And so basically family of four, and if you're making less than $150,000, uh, you could receive a check from the federal government in the amount of $3,400. That would help a lot of people right now. Yeah, it, it really would. And on the unemployment assistance side, you've got an increase in benefits, so more people are going to be eligible. And then I, I, I heard the, read this figure in, in the CARES Act, which I was a little surprised, but for unemployment on top of what the state provides, there's going to be $600 a week available on top of that. But that extra $600 per week will only be available for a four-month period. And then also with unemployment through the CARES Act, it's actually opened up the opportunity for people that are self-employed on 1099s that can actually apply for unemployment benefits. And that's that's new. Now for small businesses, they've, they've got $10 billion allocated uh, for grants up to $10,000 for emergency funds. And then there's also another $50 billion for the SBA, for the Small Business Administration. And then there's another $17 billion that would cover six months of payments for small businesses that are already using SBA loans. And then for big business, for COVID-19, there's about $500 billion available in loans. So we're talking big dollars in this CARES Act. Yeah, so the opportunities are out there. So folks, if uh, you know, you've been listening and, and we've mentioned a website or a link, we'll make sure Tommy gets that in the podcast description. Uh, there's a lot of information. Take the time to read it. Mark's group is doing a great job of getting all this collated for everyone and, and going to a, just a, a format to where you can go and see everything in one spot. Mark, is there anything else you'd like to uh, talk about before we go? I'd just like to say we've had no new cases of COVID-19 in Teller County in six days. just want to thank everybody for all that you're doing. And uh, we just have a, a remarkable community. And hang in there, okay? better times are ahead. Absolutely. Again, thanks thanks for coming in. Uh, folks, take a moment to share this podcast and our others by clicking on the share link at the bottom of the podcast window. You can share it to Facebook, Twitter, and also copy the link and paste it into an email. Again, thanks for joining us. Remember to take care of yourself and your family. And remember, hashtag Teller Strong.
This podcast was made possible by the Teller County Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association. The HDSA is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing public safety and awareness by providing safety and survivability equipment to deputies, administering community events like Shop with a Hero, and enabling information programs like this podcast.